0: Hi right, everybody. This is the Georgia Songbirds, and we're here with John from the band Sweetie Pie, right? Yes. Introduce yourself, John. My name is John
1: Lorenz, and yes, I am. Uh, I am from the band Sweetie Pie. I guess uh, it's, it's essentially a solo project, um, but uh, I'm, I'm thinking about changing that. I'm, I'm. I've been itching to get some uh, some more members and kind of turn it into a more collaborative kind of project than, than, what it is right now.
0: Okay. What are you, what are you looking for? Is just, uh, anybody, anybody and everything?
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's so, so basically, you know, I've, I've been, I've been, I've written a lot of songs. Um, I, I was, uh, I spent a, a period of, of the last few years writing a, a song a day and, um, uh, and I've got a, a studio out in Lilburn that um, Jeremy Grelly runs, and I've, uh, I'm a partner over there. And, and so we've been recording a lot of stuff, and I've got a bunch of stuff in the works. and, and most of the stuff that I'm recording is usually me playing the majority of the instruments myself. Um, I've got some some friends that have have played drums on the stuff and um, you know, and, and, and on some of the stuff I'd, I have some other players that that have graciously lent their their talents. but um, a lot of times it's me playing, bass and guitar and, and keys and, you know, and whatever else, uh, banjo and, and mandolin, all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, it's just, uh, I enjoy doing the multi-instrumentalist kind of thing, but I also, I think it'd be fun to, when I listen back to some of those, you know, I, I love the Beatles. I love, I love the idea of, of having numerous songwriters that can all contribute to to ideas and and kind of turning it into something like that i think could be could
0: be fun okay yeah. I, i'm right there with you i've been looking forever for ways to get yes ma'am just to out mm-hmm. uh and so i mean i i'd love to play around with if you i mean if it's a good fit cool i don't mm-hmm. mind I, I play guitar yeah i play a little bit of bass i can figure it out for the rhythm stuff but i didn't learn cool. like rhythm guitar yeah um I sing when I have to, (laughs) because I had a, like a bandmate. We had a guy that was not, uh, his name was Alan. He used to sing with us, but he left. Mm -hmm. And so it forced me. Well, my style is a lot more Southern rock. Uh It's just growly. It's just more in your face kind of stuff. Uh, what kind of music do you guys do you do? Um, originals obviously. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, 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 it's kind of all over the place. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think there's, there's some of that kind of Americana, um, you know, vibe going on in there and some of it, but it's, it's, um, it's really, it's eclectic, you know, it, it's, I, um, I wish that I could put it into a box. Cause I, I think that that can sometimes be helpful as an artist because it's hard to go out there and, and have, have so many different, um, genres that you're, that you're. Influenced by and emulating, um, and I think it it becomes its own thing to some extent. But it's also, you know, I think there is is a bit of a. Uh, I, I kind of have a, a wandering eye in, in music, and <laughs> it it's hard for me to just kind of stay in one lane. So, um, you know, but some similar to you know when I mentioned groups like the Beatles and stuff like that, like that I, I think that, you know, I, I think there is when you listen to my stuff, there there you can hear sound but it's also i think there's just a lot of different genres you can hear mm-hmm. coming in and out of it
0: always called my music mutt music yeah <laughs> because it's, it's a mixture of everything everybody yeah. loves a good mutt right? yeah, so. yeah yeah i like that <laughs> now are you like looking that. to play out more like with covers mixed in i know obviously when you do gigs and stuff people want covers but are you mm-hmm. looking to do more of your originals out for for your band for anybody listening that wants to maybe reach out
1: yeah you know i i uh i do um i do both gigs i, I so i i I primarily for a living uh, play cover music solo. Um, and I do the live looping thing. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm playing usually on those gigs. I've got, um, keys and, and hand percussion and electric guitar, um, or acoustic guitar, depending on the gig. And, and I'm kind of building like a, almost like a sound of like a trio
0: or a full band. Um, loopers throw me. (laughs) I've got a looper right here. Yeah. Um, and the problem, as, as I know, you got to go... See, this one, you got to double step. I don't know which looper you have. We're going to talk gear a little bit, too, sure, here, sure. obviously. Uh, but this one, you got to double click it to make uh-huh. it... You hit it once to record, yeah. and then you got to double click it to make it stop. And it's yeah. Like, but you got to be on the... And, and you need the time. And for it anybody is. that knows me, give me a drummer. I can I can stay in time. Yeah. Give me a guitar and nothing else. I promise you, it's probably not going to be in time sure. as much because I am not. I don't ever count. I don't know sure. music theory. I don't count. I just listen to what's right. supposed to change. So a looper... I hear when I put it in a looper, I can hear that I'm I'm in time, but I I don't stop it in time. Right. And I was like, I'm not like gonna tune. It's like and it flips over. Like that's so weird. How do you How do you do that? Get like, a lot of practice or?
1: Yeah, it it is really because because what it is is it's not it's not intuitive. So I, I use the the Boss RC six hundred. Okay. Um, and you can do you can have six uh individual loops going coming in and out, and then you can also essentially you know take things in and out of those loops as well giving you really the flexibility of of 12 in and out i would say um at any given time so it's uh it's a lot to juggle you know and 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 because i'm i'm putting into there i've got uh, a korg wave drum which is like a it's like a hand drum um it's got a it's got a snare drum head on it like an actual you know a real drum head on it and and you can you can use sticks or and it responds to to hands and sticks and brushes the way that a real drum would. it's got sensors all throughout it and different points on it um will will react in different ways and the the rim has different things on it too that that will react and um so I'll, i'll build something with that i can get you know anything from like world percussion sounds to, you know, the hand percussion stuff to like kick and snare and, and things like that. Okay. And then I will also have a microphone that I'll bring in um, tambourine and shaker and stuff, you know, like an actual live tambourine and shaker that adds like a little bit more of the, um, I think that that kind of airy, more, um, I don't know how to describe it, but that, that more acoustic sound that okay. you don't get from just having like a, a digital drum that's going in there and then um and then I've got a a keyboard well that that I'll put on you know piano and and and, uh organ and and electric piano and all that kind of stuff and then electric guitar with effects pedal so I've got all these things I'm putting through there and then I'm like I can put vocals through there and and I can layer the vocals and do like my own harmonies and stuff like that um so it's a lot to juggle but but the thing is with the pedal you, you kind of yeah it's like it's not exactly on the, the one, it seems like you have to, you have to kind of learn that there's like a, a slight anticipation that you have to hit it, like just as the one's about to come in, uh-huh. um, or else there is that kind of delay. So it's, uh, but I think once you start to get used to it, it becomes kind of second nature. Like you just kind of know, like, that's just, that's the rhythm of it and, um, but yeah, I, I definitely, when I first started messing around with those loop stations, it was, it was tough. It was kind of, I was always like just slightly off.
0: See, and we I promise you guys, we won't talk too much about gear, but this interests me because I see people doing like this all the time, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're playing it and I can, I can't grasp it. I might have to watch uh-huh. you one day. I might like to study how you <laughs> do this because it, percussion makes so much, song, makes the song so much better. Yeah. Right. So when you're doing your percussion part of it, are you just doing a snare, maybe the kick or whatever, and not really any feels? So it's just kind of a steady rhythm that you're keeping up to.
1: Yeah. So what I like to do, um, because I I know that I know that loop artists can get really repetitive and and uh, and it can be a dragged out process if if it's not done the right way. And, and I've seen a lot of people do it in a way that um, you know, if you're if you're just laying down a couple like two to four chords that are looping over and over again and and that's it and then you're kind of like just like building this loop for a really long time on on nothing um it can get really tedious to to sit there and watch so what i try to do is is really build a a fun percussion bed first so like i'll start with you know like with kind of bongos and and conga kind of sounds and and then like and kick and snare and then i'll and get like the shaker stuff going in there and i can take some of those elements in and out so that it it doesn't stay like one one rhythm mm-hmm. just like kind of like pounding at you the whole time but i think building something that has like a good groove that you can that you feel like you know starting with almost like a, a drum circle kind of thing um and then starting to to build the harmonic music over top of that it it I think, um, makes it so it's less of a tedious thing. Cause you can like, you can feel it and you're not just like listening to like a guitar, just go, you know, like playing chords for, yeah. for a long time. And while someone's like building it or just like strolling over some, some basic chords and bass line type thing, I, th- I think it
0: helps. It always, I always wonder how long does it take to actually build the song before you start playing the song? Yeah. So like, if you're doing a, like, do you do, what's the, probably the weirdest song that you do?
1: The weirdest song? um as far as like weird in in a way of um
0: or unusual way you maybe you do it in an unusual way or you're building all the stuff into it
1: yes um it's a good question i i um i think with with any of the songs I, what i tried the way that i try to approach it is i i try to also build it as i go mm-hmm. to so so like you know um I don't have to have the entire track bed in there when the vocal starts, so I can I can get you know um, get a, a, like four bars of of percussion and then like a, a basic guitar or keyboard line, and then as I'm singing, I can add an, you know the other instruments in there like while I'm singing it as I'm going, so it's not like sitting there just like trying to. Like waiting until I've got like the full the full verse laid out. Um, so that's, you know, I don't know if I have a specific song that I would cite on
0: that. Um, I'm trying to think if. Uh... Well, if anybody knows the show, then know where I'm going with this because I always do cover challenges for uh-huh. my guests. Like, you can do it, you don't have to do it. There's no time uh-huh. limit. Like I know I just released one with uh, Caleb Wilkie and him. They did it on the spot. I don't ever uh-huh. ask that of anybody. The fact <laughs> that he did was freaking amazing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Nobody else will normally do that. Yeah. Uh, but I always think of songs as we listen to your music, mm-hmm. uh, and then what I do is I put it on TikTok and all the social media that people look at, sure, uh, and tag the artist and tag whatever the song is, mm-hmm. and, you know, things just to get attention yeah. uh, for everybody. Yeah. And yeah. so I'll think of that. That's why I ask that question. Yeah. I'm curious people that do. People know me. I'm not a big fan of covers. I'm uh-huh. just, I'm just not because I'm not going to be able to play it like the like the original. Yeah, it's not going to sound that way. Yeah, like I'll do a version of when doves cry, but I do it my way. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Danzig. I do mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I would change it. Yeah. way down. I put yeah. it on a nylon string guitar and uh-huh. slow it down. Oh, cool. That's the that's the stuff I kind of like. That's yeah. why I asked this question is because yeah. I'm curious to kind of your style and what you do with all the the loops and stuff.
1: Yeah, I think I think I'm similar in that way, and and it's why, um, you know. There's really good money in, in corporate bands and, and uh, wedding bands, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I can't commit myself to doing it um, because I can't go up there and I just, I, I can't like for my soul, I can't go up there and play <laughs> don't stop believing for people. I you wouldn't know, even touch Tony. Oh my God. You know, like, <laughs> like I just, I don't want to do it. Like I don't want to, and I don't want to play, you know, like I don't want to sit there and, and, and play, play Tennessee whiskey like the record like every every th- event that I do and you know I, I understand that people want to hear songs that they recognize and, and mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with that um but I I think I do tend to do them you know first of all I I don't learn any covers so um so anything that I'm playing like a lot of times it's people will request a song and I'll go like okay I know I've heard that song in my life like this is how I think it sounds you know really and and so uh and you know and and ultimate guitars is is your friend like so i'll you know i'll i'll look look it up and i'll see like okay so this is the chords that somebody decided were were correct and a lot of times those aren't even
0: oh and they're in the wrong (laughs) spot they're in such the wrong spot
1: so a lot of it is like you know i like the challenge of, of someone saying can you play this song and i'll be like Oh, god i haven't heard that song in in 25 years let's see you know and, and and just like and playing it and and it's interesting because i'll be out someplace and i don't i don't listen to a lot of you know popular music so i'll be out somewhere you know and and i'll hear like over the the sound system at like a a, a restaurant or something i'll hear a song playing that i play like every week and i'll be like oh wow like that song sounds nothing like what I thought it sounded like you know like they're just like melodies completely different like some bridge that I just like had no idea so I just made it up and and then it just I just keep doing it you know like if I like the song I'm like oh that went well I'm gonna keep keep playing that song and and so I'm I'm doing it in a certain way that is definitely not you know um faithful to to what the original song is I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of turning it into my own version of the song um but I'm also not deliberately trying to to make it obscure for the sake of being obscure i'm just trying to do it like in a way that that feels right to me so you know it's it's uh um i think that people will recognize a song pretty pretty quickly but they also will you know they're not going to hear the song note for note the way it's played on the record or, or played you know in the exact same style that it is on the record or or you know the melodies might change up just because I'm not taking the time to go like, all right. I have to make sure that I have this phrasing and this melody perfect. You know, I, I just, um, and that keeps it fun for me. And and I can also, if I do want to be like, oh, tonight I'm gonna play, you know, play this song like it's a, a reggae song or something. I'm gonna like, I think would be like, <laughs> like I, I can I can do whatever I want with it. And, and when I'm playing with um, a band, that's like, you know, we we play the song like the record. It's just at that I can't last more than a couple gigs without just feeling like like this is just it just makes me feel sad <laughs> to, to do that i just i don't enjoy that well
0: when we do covers here i tell the guys like they'll start playing it the right way I was like no no no, you can't do it that way <laughs> yeah I, i'll never be able to keep up yeah <laughs> i never because i just won't well, let's do it and i, I love blues so uh-huh. i'm like a big blues style i love blues yeah. and southern rock so I, I like everything slow and like the bump the little the country beat the country yeah. bass line yeah you know we alternating bass and you're playing that's yeah. what i like so i'll do that with almost every soul yeah uh What's the first song that you ever remember hearing, like on a radio, that just like caught your ear? Oh wow! Um, <laughs> uh, Could it inspire me? Mine, and I've told you this before. Mine is the Eagles' "Heartache Tonight." That's uh, the first one I ever remember hearing on the radio.
1: Yeah, mine's mine's probably not a a cool one. I, I remember as a kid, like just getting really into uh, the Billy Ocean song. Uh, Get out of my dreams. Get I love my that car.
0: Yep. <laughs> Caribbean Queens, probably my favorite. is about to yeah. go to
1: the ocean. Um, you know, my my dad was uh, a a DJ. You know, and, and he he and he he was a uh, um he he's been in, in cover band since he was fifteen. Like he like you know paid for college in his first house and his first car <laughs> with um, making good money doing cover music. And and he's an amazing. Uh, he started on the B three. Organ and and, and uh, you know, he's an amazing keyboard player and he sings and and um, but he also would would DJ like top forty DJ kind of stuff and and this was when it was all vinyl and so he had just like these cases and cases of of vinyl.
0: All those are vinyl right
1: there. Yeah, <laughs> and he had, you know he had the singles so like I would just go through there and I would put stuff on and I remember remember that one really like when I was really little being being one that kind of stuck out to me that I I really. I love that song. Um, I I like a good, a good, just like, you know, simple pop hook and melody if it's done the right way. Um, But I also don't gravitate towards that kind of music, which is, you know, so I I don't know. Um, You know, like I, I don't, I don't enjoy listening to pop radio or anything like that, but I, I like the concept of, of those songs that are kind of timeless, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and I think that goes back to, you know, Hank Williams and stuff like that, you know, I'm like I, 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 I talking about that kind of like, like pop melody that's like, you know, not, not necessarily trying to say like, you know, do a leap or something, um, but but just, uh, I do think that there's something about just being able to write something that's, that's simple and catchy and that people can, can latch on to that that there's
0: there's something special about that okay yeah
1: well
0: what we're gonna do is we gonna listen to one of your songs now all and right we still talk so i'm always put these in the middle okay so that way we can get your music and uh i can hear like i'm already getting thoughts and songs for cover songs for you. <laughs> i just listen to you talk but i want to hear what you sound like okay uh, so i'm we'll, gonna we'll stop this and we will get set up i need more headphones i've got a couple but one of them that i bought is not very good it's like I like it tight on my ears so yeah. it cancels everything else out. Yeah. Those are like light, so I hear everything else. It's like I got to push because I'm hard of hearing. I, yeah. got, I had a busted eardrum when I was a little no. and uh, I almost went deaf in my left ear. Now oh, it's wow. hard of hearing because yeah. it's like everything's underwater. Yeah. So if I don't have the right one, I realized by try error that I need them tight around my ears to cancel everything else out. Oh. But all right. So, which song we're doing? I told uh, this, is, this is called The Offing okay and
1: uh this one is um it's kind of a kind of you know it, it's a i i i like to write songs with with the the refrain concept um you know this is one that doesn't have a chorus as much as it has a refrain on the end of the verses and it's got some some bridges in it and it, it's it's uh, kind of a a song of a, a love song at sea i suppose okay. <laughs> um yeah take it away.
2: There's nothing heroic and hastily mounting a fort Intent on the offing no bearing you see legs at shore Convinced soon to know that you'll find a new love Boat a passing by ship on the fray but baby just don't look out that way The sun beats a hard one You're sticky salt on your brow I'm slowly undressing Pretending he can see you somehow. The breakneck speed that you give what you need made you sure you could outrun the day. But, baby, just don't work out. Some sensation that you're sinking Taken up by the swell It's now you that it's drinking So you might as well Just sail through the midnight By dawn you're a flower in the dew Arrive on an island to find a perfect reflection of you It only makes sense with your name on the fence You get in without having to pay But baby, just don't work out that way Bells on the buoys ring Somebody else's sad song Your stomach turns cartwheels You're bobbing and breaking too long And if you had wings You could fly as you sing Brave and free like the lonesome blue jay Baby, just don't work out that way Your dedication to the dying Pray that God will forgive If you're at peace, then you're lying It could be fun to live
0: I like that. I want you to try something real quick. Because now sure. that you tell me about the pad, I want to see if this works too. <laughs> Go ahead and sing just like a little like a verse or something like that.
2: There's nothing no. mounting a on the offing, no
0: bearings. You see legs at shore. Okay. It works too. <laughs> I was just, I was just, just wondering because. So that remind, okay, that it worked. Now that you taught me the pad thing, it worked on your vocals because of the, the type of, of, the XOR. Yeah. So I can hit the pad. It doesn't let me, I can turn away up. It doesn't pick it up, but I can always adjust it later. Yeah. You know, um, because you get such a deep, resonant voice mm-hmm. that it, it it can clip it sometimes. Yeah. And now that you taught me about the the line for the guitar, hey. man, my world <laughs> has just opened up, John. Thank you. <laughs> I have learned something new. I try to do that every day, and I have learned something. I always there saw that pad go. button. I'm like, I don't know what the hell that's for. <laughs> we'll figure it out. One. I just know it cut off the sound. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that didn't work. Let's try something else. It's something, it probably meant for something that I don't know. Maybe it's made for a MIDI or something. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. You have a, a very. A very deep kind of soft presence when you sing oh thank you it's, it's, it's one uh, of those
1: it's early in the in the day for me so right
0: <laughs> is that your kind of style basically that you like i mean it's kind of like i don't say it's a ditty but it's it kind of like a like me a, old the old um the cease the pirate songs and stuff yeah like
1: that. yeah I, I mean um yes and no like i i've you know i, I think that's that's one of that's one of the things that's just kind of in my, uh, my handbag or <laughs> my toolbox. I, I, I like to, um, I do like to write those types of things, but I, like I've said, like, I, I really, I'm kind of all over the place with, with the, the genres that I, I tend to, to write in, but I, those are fun. I, I think those kind of, there's something about those classic sounding kind of things that those kind of timeless type songs that i that i enjoy as yeah. well
0: see i'm getting more and more of an idea of a song for you but i want you to do it like that style yeah so like so, said you don't have to worry about doing it in that like we said earlier i don't care about uh-huh. the the that sound but you you mentioned uh billy ocean so i'm like okay so the 80s r&b <laughs> i got a few in mind i'll All still right. listen to more of your stuff but
1: if you uh yeah and, and you know I, I have i have released um i do have one cover that i released on on spotify and all the streaming services that i did of uh bad moon rising by ccr Uh, did you go
0: fast with it
1: no you didn't you went slow i did yeah i um but it's you know it's kind of like i think more it takes on more of a kind of springsteen kind of vibe kind of like more uh um i think it i think it came out pretty cool but that's that's one that that people can check out or you can insert it in here or however you do that but yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely you can yeah.
0: every, any i told you before tell anybody you know anything that you want to sponsor you want to yeah. shout out more than welcome to we cover ccr we do it fast yeah that's dun, dun, no, badman rising that's what you said right yeah, yeah, yeah. Rise. dun dun bad moon rise like dba yeah. or something like, i don't remember it now because mm-hmm. i use guitar tab too <laughs> <laughs> And once I remember playing it because my my memory is so bad, like you said, yours is too. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, I mean, people think that because you write songs that you can remember your own songs. Mm-hmm. That is not true. Ask yeah. any songwriter; they'll tell you. Uh, no, I can't. I forget a lot of my stuff. It, yeah, ha- it happens. Yeah, right. Well,
1: it's funny because you know I I've noticed now that there's this kind of um, thing happening on on social media where where musicians are kind of starting to shame people for having like an iPad in front of them or something. And, yeah, and you know, and it's like, um, but you, you look at videos of any of like the biggest artists out there that people love. Like, you know, look at, like I just saw a photo of Jason Nispel's, you know, set up and he's got a big teleprompter in front of him on the state. Like, you know, you look at any of the, you look at any, any like big famous band that you can think of. They've got their, it's, it's, it, 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 like, I think, uh, Not having a great memory doesn't doesn't change your ability as (laughs) as a writer and an artist. I I think it's it's funny that people get on a high horse about that kind of thing. See,
0: and that I'm glad you said that because I've heard that too. And I said, oh, like oh, should you remember your song? It's hard to remember. And what if somebody asks you for a request? You don't know. You got to look it up. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, you just play basic. You know the one, three, four, two, and Mm -hmm. then you just play it that way. Yeah but I don't have a problem with it. And I used to teleprompter, the bigger names have teleprompters that you don't see. Yeah. So it doesn't look like they're reading. Now. Yeah. And the band usually has their little sheets there beside them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tell the old people, because they got it on the floor they're looking at it. Yeah. Up. Okay, what song's next? <laughs> and then it tells you the chords on yeah. there. Okay, and they just play their chords. Yeah. And they played it so many times. I mean, they're playing it four times a week. Yeah. You know, hundred nights yeah. or 300 nights a year. They're, they're playing it enough that mm-hmm. it's muscle memory at that point. Yeah. And they stay on their set. Yeah. And, I can do that to a point, but mm-hmm. I'm the same way. Like I, my brain starts thinking sometimes in the middle of a song. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, what's the next. And I'll get lost in the middle of the song. It's yeah. Like, oh crap. Where am I? Yeah. So I yeah. have a problem with that.
1: And I, I can, you know, I can do a three or four hour set of covers without looking at anything. Um, and it'll sound good. But I also, uh, my, my, my big thing is I don't want to do. Like I, I want yeah. to, I want to go like, all right, you know, because because as soon as if I did that every time, if I just played that same set that I got down perfectly and that I can do without thinking about it, I what I noticed was I would be uh, I'd be playing gigs and I'd be doing these songs and I'd be you know singing the song that I've done a hundred times before and I'm like reading articles on my phone as I as I'm singing and playing the song like because it's it's that I'm just that bored with it I'm just like sitting there like I need to like do something else with my, yeah. and and I got to the point where I was like this isn't Enjoyable for me at all anymore. Like I'm just just playing these songs that I don't care about, and you know the the crowd's gonna know that I don't care about it. They're gonna feel it too because I'm I'm just not in it. And so now I do like to just challenge myself and go. You know, most shows that I play, I'm playing several songs I've never played before, and just you know like seeing what happens. You know, and and uh, and I just I think that makes it fun. And then and then sometimes like one of those songs becomes a staple that becomes something that I start playing at every show for a while until I start to get sick of that one and then, you know, move on to something else. And but I think that's, I think that's important. There's just so many good songs and, and to like limit yourself to this, to this one set list. And I, I feel like so many bands, the other thing too, when I go see cover bands, like, or if I'm asked to play with cover bands, like most of the time, every one of those bands is playing the same song. There's so many songs throughout the history of time. And it's like, there's a, there's these like 40 songs that everybody does. And mm. it's just like, I don't get the point of that. Like I don't <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's b- it's because they're cover bands, so they wanna play the songs that they're hits, right? So yeah. that's why you see co- you don't see cover bands of one hit wonders. You'll never see a chumbawamba cover band. You just won't. Yeah. <laughs> but you'll yeah. see uh Journey. You'll see Yeah Eagles, you'll see all these different ones. And I've always I thought about the cover band stuff and I'm like I I don't know if I could do it for one I'm, again, like I said, if I have to play the covers, I'm okay if I'm playing, right? And I don't have to sing. But if I got to mm-hmm. do both, yeah. I'm going to mess up on one or the other. I just mm-hmm. know I am. And I think the only person that I would ever do a cover band for would be like maybe George Strait. Yeah. That might be the only one that I would ever do. But Wait, so is, you're,
1: you're talking more tribute act, right?
0: Yeah, tribute. Yeah. Because that's the, the cover bands, I know, they, I know they want to do covers. You get in like the breweries and you get into the bars yeah. and you're playing – and you're playing covers, you're kind mm. of background noise mm. for everybody. But every time I've ever done it, I do my originals, mm. and it seems like they like the originals more because it's something new. Yeah, you got to throw in enough that you get them invested into the yeah. cover songs and stuff like that. But you got to—that's just my personal opinion. I'm like, well, if you're getting hiring me, you're getting a majority co- uh, originals. Yeah, I just I just all you, I'd rather do originals. That's the whole mm-hmm. point of me playing music and songwriting. Yeah, but I get the aspect of the cover part of it because sure. it's like a jukebox. They mm-hmm. want a jukebox. So you know, Dr. Dre, you know, you know, Journey, Eagles, John Prine, whatever you know, the people will sing, and I, I get the aspect of that. I just I don't think I could do it on yeah. a regular basis. Yeah.
1: No, I, I agree. It, the the thing that um, what happened for, to me in in recent years is because uh, I I only started doing the cover thing uh, in the past like five or six years and I'd, I'd been just doing strictly original music for forever and and what i realized was when i started doing the cover gigs and i would throw in my original stuff mm-hmm. i was like especially like when i first started i wasn't doing the looping thing so i'm, I'm just doing you know acoustic guitar and, right. and vocal and i realized um that's very hard to do if you've got a small selection of original song because you know like sometimes i think as original artists we tend to just like we will write when it comes to us and you know and, and so that sometimes means that we only have like a you know a, a handful of songs that we could do so so if we do if we do a 3 hour set of, of original music that's like every song we ever written some, for some people you know mm-hmm. um and so uh i but what i was realizing as i was playing these gigs and and you're playing these these hit songs um, or songs that are that everybody knows and then you throw one of yours in there like you have to have a really strong song to to keep up with, with right. those other songs. Like when you're just playing by yourself and people are there for an original show, like you don't think about it as much, but when you're playing it back to back with like all these songs that are like the, the most popular songs of all time, you see the weaknesses in your original music yep. a lot more. And, uh, and that's what inspired me to, to go on a journey of, of just really buckling down and, and writing as, as much as possible with, with the idea that, you know, the strength, you know, the, like the the numbers theory, like it's a numbers game. Like mm-hmm. essentially, if I write a um, hundred songs, ten of them are going to be great, you know. Um, and there might be a a, a chunk in there, a, a chunk of other ones that are that are good, but like you know, ten of them should be really good. And if I write a thousand songs, um, ten of those should be amazing, you know. Like like just kind of just the the law of number. And and, and when you look at a lot of my favorite the, the best songwriters out there you, you look at what they've what they've done and, and most of them write so much more than you've ever heard you know like oh, the, yeah. the, a lot of these guys when um, have you read that book songwriters on songwriting I have not it's uh, uh, what's his name I want to say it's Dan Zolo or um, let me write that down so I forget. it's 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 a big orange book it's called songwriters on songwriting and it's an inter it's interviews with songwriters okay. um, and it's got you know a. From all different genres, but like these, these just powerhouse like the 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 songwriters that are considered like the greats. He he got a, a good chunk of them, and and uh, you hear these guys talking, you know, Dylan or Towns Van Zant or you know like um, Randy Newman, like the, Paul Simon, like these people who are just like these prolific songwriters who have all these these amazing songs, and and most of them are like you know, well I get up and I put coffee the coffee pot on every day and i and i walk into a room and i start writing you know and and uh i don't think people think about that because they that they hear that album that comes out every year or two that has 10 songs on it and they're just like oh this guy wrote this amazing <laughs> 10 songs but it's like no I, I wrote you know i wrote 400 songs and you're hearing the 10 that were that were the the best of them mm-hmm. you know and and uh so i think that's that's something and then the other thing that that most of them say too, is they're like when when they're asked about like the the biggest hits that they've had, like the most like the ones that really hit people the most, and they're like oh i don't I didn't write that song like i i I was just there, and it just came out of me, you know like and and a lot there's this thing that that it seems to be people talk about a lot where um they say you just have to be there to receive it, like you have to have your pen, you have to have your guitar or whatever, and just be ready for it because if you don't grab it, it's floating up there in the ether, and if you're not there to grab it, somebody else you know the next." Next town over is going to grab that because they're open to receiving it, um, and so that was a big thing for me. I'm, I I realized rather than going, I'm just going to wait until I just like feel like I have to write the song. I'm going to make myself write a song every day, and uh, and then I'm going to go back and listen to them and 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 I'm going to find the ones that really really hit me and really you know f- felt like they they were and a lot of times it was something that I didn't even think about. I forgot about it. Be like. Oh, I did not remember writing that, but that that's kind of cool. Like, I, I like that one. When you're writing that frequently, and you're not just like sitting there working on that song over and over again, mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to be able to go back and go like, "Oh, I wrote that." Like, <laughs> that's that I didn't. I forgot that existed, but that's really good.
0: See, I had a, a lady tell me one time. We I was asking about like songwriting, it Was was a songwriter, not a retreat, but it was at a uh, like one of these not an open mind, but it's a place we go to get you your workshop. music critiqued. It's like a workshop. Yeah, yeah. you play a song and they critique it. It's, it's fun. It mm-hmm. get you out in front of the people. That's kind of what it's for. Yeah. And then we got on a conversation about like how long should you hold on to a song? And I'm like, I got a song that I've been working on for 15 years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, we need to throw it away. It's like, why? It's a good idea. I just don't have the way to eventually I'm going to get to it and it's going to make me think of it. But until mm-hmm. then, I'll write all these other songs. Yeah. And I've said this before on the podcast. I really believe everybody has at least one hit song. Most of them have more. You write more, you'll get them there. But mm-hmm. I think everybody has that one hit song. Yeah regardless of who you are as a songwriter regardless of where you're at in your journey i think everybody has it in them because the songwriter like you said it comes to you sometimes the inspiration in weirdest times Mm -hmm. and you could be sitting there writing a song you could be sitting there staring at a tree i wrote a song i was sitting in the garage and i'm literally looking at the trash like i gotta take the trash out and then a song came from that i was like oh okay and it's called i'll prove you wrong Mm -hmm. and it's there's a line about me sitting there about looking at sitting in the trash and stuff, but yeah. it's just weird that as a songwriter, I get the idea of you know it's weird, but you got to follow and you got to continue your path. Sure. And I think a lot of songwriters get upset or they get uh, disheveled and they wanna, they want to they want to quit because they're not where they think they are. Yeah. And you kind of hit the the nail on the head where you've got to consistently write mm-hmm. because it is like a muscle and you can get lazy with that muscle and write some of the same things and we. We all do it. We mm-hmm. all write songs in the same chord progression, sure. probably with the same melody. Sure. And as songwriters, you mentioned, when you play songs out, the difference between, a big time difference between the what you're hearing and what you're playing is tempo. Mm-hmm. Like the, you were talking about Badman Rising off mm-hmm. there. That's a faster song. It's tempo. Yeah. It's, it's speed. People like to have upbeat music. Songwriters yeah. love sad songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love sad songs. Yeah. But if you play three hours of sad songs, you're probably going to lose me. Sure. And I think that's what anybody else. Yeah. If you're going to do a sad song, it's got to touch. And there's some people that have that gift that they can sit there and play that slow, sad song mm-hmm. and draw you in. Yeah. And I, I, just, I wish there was a way I could figure that out. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough, and and it does, you know, and and if you. I think if if you're if you're an artist that somebody doesn't know and you're doing that you're attempting to to do that kind of thing it it, it can also be a uh, it can be a lot for people you know I, I think if if you are somebody that that people you know have already are already familiar with the records and and then you go up there and and do a set of sad songs and slow slow sad songs like people are going to be there for it because they know it and they can sing along and they feel it. But if you're just some guy that nobody's ever heard before, and you're going up there and just doing a whole set of sad songs like that are slow, like just you're you're gonna lose people real quick.
0: Yeah, know? there's a few exceptions to that real well. Obviously, I mean, there's a local guy named Hunter Blaylock that goes. He has Hunter Blaylock in the Sad Machine. Uh-huh. You know what you're getting. Hell yeah. of a songwriter. Yeah, really good songwriter. Yeah, uh, that stuff you know, people come to see it. But you yeah. gotta but you gotta build that brand. Mm-hmm. You can't just hop into a brewery and uh right. and stuff like that and think, okay, I'm gonna play sad songs for yeah. everybody. Especially when they're drinking. Yeah. You don't want to <laughs> play that many songs. Have you ever seen what happens when you play sad songs for a bunch of drunks? Oh, yeah. Uh it does not end well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get another song in. What you want to do okay. next, John? Um,
1: now I feel like I should do uh something more upbeat. Sad song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I told you I like sad songs, so you're good. You, know, you know, we only give like three songs, so uh, if you're doing like three hours, I'd say yes, yeah, something faster. <laughs> I like fast. See, I like faster songs, but yeah. again, like I said with tempo, I got to fi- I got to have a good drum beat, and I can figure it out. Yeah, I like. We did a song that probably the fastest song I did was clocked into two twenty two beats per minute. Oh wow! I'm like, that's moving. <laughs> that- I didn't mean to write it that fast, but as the- as you know, there's when you play, when you practice, it's slower. Yeah. when you get out in front of people, it's always faster yeah it's always live speed it's always you're always juiced up and ready to play
1: but uh what's the next song you want uh to? i'm gonna do one uh it's called going home okay. um and it's yeah it's kind of a a more up-tempo uh um americana kind of vibe okay. um i recorded a, a version of this that i released with um a, a guest vocal from uh andrew carl toms who is uh a songwriter that records another the with the band the liquor smiths
0: oh uh, okay i've tried many of us talked i haven't got him on a show you got to tell him to come up here yeah 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 sure. i know him
1: he's down in uh, uh near uh chattanooga now he's, he's in, in ringgold but uh um, okay um yeah he's uh so he 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 joined me on that song and, and it, it came out pretty cool but um let me know if uh if the levels get crazy because it's okay. kind of got a lot of range <laughs> okay play
0: a little bit for a second let me make right. sure we have the voice all
2: right so get back up a lot of magic the wind blows it out Go ahead, follow the smoke To a fire you can store You come by rain By hurricane, monsoon Damn near right, drown in the flood Or neck deep in the mud What do you want? What do you need? your stomach ache, gets you all weak in the knees. Where would you go? What would you see? How'd you use your last breath with one final word to speak? Wherever you've been, wherever you roam. You just might find yourself going home. And raise your flag. It might be the dead surrender, It could be a victory one. Check the sound of the gun got a name, you're still the same firebrand wired hot to latch to a star, or forget who you are, what do you want, what do you need, what makes your stomach ache and gets you all weak in the knees. Where would you go? What would you seek? How would you use your last breath with one final word to speak? Wherever you've been, wherever you roam, just might find yourself going home.
0: It doesn't matter <laughs> That That was Man your, vo- your, your voice I keep thinking of the Wallflower Like Jacob Dylan. Interesting y- you, It reminds me a little bit of that There's somebody else It's got I can't think of it But it's around that same time frame uh, of like the 90s That the they call the rock bands Or like the Matchbox 20 yeah, and yeah. It reminds me of that The tone It's a really good tone Thank you Good song I, I like that Um. That, that was a good song I don't know if I even asked the story behind that song Is there a story behind that one? Um
1: I mean, you know, it's it's funny because uh, it's hard for me when when someone asks about story. Uh, I mean, I can tell you the story of of writing it, um, but I don't know that like I I don't know that I think a lot about you know the the story lyrically of, of things because I write so much. Like it, it's not a lot of of that. It's usually not a lot of of me going for an exact experience that mm. I'm that I'm talking about. Although I'm sure it is. Um, you know but uh, but i do remember the song was uh so i have a um I have a, a friend in los angeles where i, I used to live out there I'm, I'm i'm originally from buffalo new york and and i met this this guy in in buffalo and we we had a kind of little jam band project together where we would just get together and he played drums and and uh and i played keys and another guy played Electric guitar, and we would just kind of get together and just have these jam sessions, and and um, and then we started writing songs together. And he moved out to L.A. I eventually got out there as well, and and we had a band out there. Um, and I had a ten years ago. Um, we, my wife and I, left L.A. because my wife was pregnant, and we wanted to to raise our our daughter closer to family, so we moved back to Buffalo, um, and. Uh, and then when my daughter was born, you know we we kind of I just didn't write anything at all for for a long time, and I'd realized at one point you know um a few years back, I realized like oh, it's been a couple of years since I wrote anything at all, and I st- started feeling really down about that, so I was like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna st- it was december I was like i I haven't written a single song this year I'm gonna write ten songs before the, the year is over so I decided that and uh that same day, uh, after I decided that, and I, I wrote a song, and um, and I got a call or a text from from my friend Will in, in California, and he and he said, "Hey, um, let's write," uh, you know. I, so actually, I, th- I think I said I was going to write five songs. Uh, he wrote he wrote me that same day and said, "Let's write ten songs in ten days," and uh, and I said, "Okay, let's do that." Because um, it just felt like you know, like, like we we hadn't talked about that, and it just kind of like randomly, I was like that that lines up, you know. And then we did that, and he said we we finished the ten days, and it w- went well. And he said let's take it at twenty one. So we took it to twenty one, finished the twenty one days, and he said let's do a hundred songs, song a day for a 100, 100 days. <laughs> and uh, and so I said okay, let's do that. And then that turned into a year. And then you know we we took a, a short break. And then we we did another hundred days, hundred songs, and um so but but what happened was uh during that time like we were accountability partners so um every day i'd write a song he'd write a song we'd record it into our phones and we'd send it to each other so if uh at the end of the day or the next morning we see that like we didn't get an email with the other person's song um or we didn't we hadn't sent something we you you know you feel bad about it when someone Mm -hmm. else is doing it and you're not so that the accountability thing was was huge um I recently did it with, with Nick Watson. I I convinced him to do to do that with me. And, That's who and,
0: told you about to coming on, right? Because he was on the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and so and it worked great for him too. You know, because he like he came to me. He was like, I got these 13 songs, and I was like, I was like, those are those are 13 great songs. I was like, you need so many more songs than that, though. I was <laughs> like, I was like, if those are that good, think about how good you're gonna have. You know, and and uh, you know, he he wasn't someone who was used to that that songwriting everyday mm-hmm. kind of ethic and he's like i don't know if i if i'd like that and then he's written amazing stuff like during that time and you know i, th- I think we ended up doing like 70 something t- together like you know 70 something days straight and uh and that was something i just asked him to do 21 days but um you know so so that's that's been great and, and he's just you know i'm I'm su- super excited about the stuff that he's he's been doing as well oh, yeah but so this song, "Going Home," I remember it was a day when um, just had a lot of stuff going on, and uh, and I remember we had like a just like a a twenty-minute break in, in in the day where I, I had some time to sneak away, and we had um, this little it was a tiny little it was like uh, a, a greenhouse essentially like a portable greenhouse like it was it was and uh, and I had stuck a I was using it to to try to record some vocals in like a, it was like a little vocal booth kind of thing and and uh I snuck into this thing and and I sat down on a stool and that song came out in you know in about that time in like less than twenty minutes it was just like start to finish it. It was written, and it was one of those songs that i I forgot about i I didn't even think about it um until after a hundred songs we would review each other's songs and listen to our own stuff and I was like, oh, that one's pretty cool and, and we recorded it so Um, and I like that one a lot, but it it was just, it was one of those, like, it was quickly, you know, came out and, and, and was forgot about. And, um, so it's, it's, it's pretty cool how that works.
0: Yep. See, now I I like you said that accountability partner is, is a great, it's a great line. It's great advice too. Yeah. And you know what I'm down for. it. If you want to do it, me and you, I'm more than happy to go 21 days. 100. I don't care. hundred might be hard. I can do it. but it it's hard. more of, it, yeah, of that's life point. <laughs> you know it's getting, yeah. i gotta I got come in the corner and play i've got i've got 500 different types of uh musical things on my phone so all i gotta do is pick that and actually yeah. make a song out of it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and that works too and, and you know the the thing that i found that that because it is hard and it is there are those days where it's just like how am i going to do this um you know there were days when i was getting home from a gig at, at two in the morning and i'm sitting in the car in the cold just like being like, All right, I just got to write the song, and you know, mm-hmm. since I'm not, and and there they weren't there, there was never like a rule like this has to be a complete song, but it has to you know at least have a verse and a chorus, like you know something like that, is like the, the 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 start of of a real song, like it has to has to have that you know at right. least a verse and a chorus mm-hmm. to. Um, to to qualify as having written something for that day is what we we kind of okay. came up with. Yeah, I can do that. Um, I can yeah.
0: I, I could make bridges throw me. So yeah, that that'd be something. It'd be yeah. fun to do. Yeah. Well, a lot of times
1: too, the, th- the thing that's fun about that also is that when you do listen to and decide to go record it, then it's like you like. For me, I, I love I love adding a bridge like in the recording studio, like being like, you know, because it's it's like you get to write like another like little song, like you know after the fact and and uh add it into there and sometimes it's you can tell i think on my stuff because a lot of times like i'll write in these bridges that are just like you know like they feel like a totally like new thing that like doesn't quite connect in the way that should but i i like that like Mm -hmm. i I like the kind of like you know like throwing in these kind of curveballs every once in a while um but yeah you know it's it's a it's it's a really cool process and and i'm i love one thing that I learned um, for anybody who wants to try to, to do something like this, that the advice I can give, because in the beginning I remember struggling really hard, and what I learned was like, if a song doesn't come, and I'll you know, you said that you have songs that you've had for for ten years or whatever, and and uh, and you know, you're still working on them, and that's that's fine. But but what I found like for this exercise, if a song wasn't coming. You know quickly if I started writing something that wasn't coming quickly I would move on and, and start a whole new idea and if that didn't come quickly, a whole new idea I wouldn't spend a lot of time on it by the third or fourth one there was something that would come something that would just like flow flow right out and um, and then sometimes that like second one that I did the night before or the, or that night like you know like the next night or three nights later that song would just like suddenly pour out and be yeah. like oh yeah there, there there's that one um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't labor over anything. Like I would would just say like, okay, if this one's not ready right now, if it does become ready at some point, cool. If not, cool. Um, I'm not going to like put pressure on myself for, for it in the moment. And, and that helped a lot because I I did find that it can be a quick process if you're allowing it to be because you're letting the one that wants to come at that time, come and not trying to force something that you're just not ready for that isn't like clicking at the time. Um, so that's that's been an interesting uh thing that i found and then i also like to to give myself challenges um or or we would give each other challenges we'd be like we're gonna write narratives for the next week you know only narratives um and uh or we're gonna you know um it it just i think that's that's a good way to go about things like finding like right now me and and four other guys uh have this little songwriting thing going on where we're we're doing through Google Docs we and and through like text chains we we'll, we're doing these like little challenges and and uh like this week we did one where we had to write four songs that had um that that one of the other people in the group would write a refrain and then we had to and someone else had to pick take the first verse and end it with that refrain and then and then you know the next person so so each of us had Somebody else's refrain and started a first verse, and then like each of us had to write the the rest of the verses collaboratively, um, using the first verse and refrain as a template kind of thing, which was um, which was fun, you know, and, and stuff like that. Like I, I, I um, we'll do challenges where I'll write out, um, you know, the amount of like the the lines for a verse, like the syllable count and the rhymes, the rhyme pattern and then um assign a person to each line so then you have to like write that line with that many syllables and then the has to have like the a rhyme like the next one has you know that that follows that rhyme and, right. and it's a, uh, I i think that helps too to just kind of like to throw yourself curveballs balls and to, to say i'm gonna try something that's out of my comfort zone because then you don't don't write that same song over and over again
0: necessarily yeah you know? that's that's really good i like that actually I- in time, I'm in for it. You throw me in whenever you want to and everyone cool. start a new one or add me to it. I am up for the challenge. I love challenges. Nice. And I got one for you right now because you, you see challenges. <laughs> so this is how I'm going to tell people how, people's, how our songwriter brains work. Everybody's is different. Yeah. I'm going to give you a phrase. It'll okay. be, be the hook of the song. I want you to give me an idea uh, for what do you think the song should be. All right. Okay. So the, whatever's popping in my head right now, Old Habits is the name of the song. Okay. So what would you just... Top of the top of your head. Think of about writing note habits. Um, and I'll tell you mine after if you want, I tell you mine before. I don't want to influence you.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. I I think I, I, definitely, I, I approach things differently, uh, all the time. And I think when, if there is a prompt ahead of time, what I would probably do in that case is I would probably, um, sometimes I'll, I'll take it from the lyrics first. Sometimes I'll, I'll, you know, I, I might sit down with an instrument and uh, and just kind of sing that that phrase and and see kind of what melody comes to my mind and and build around that. Um, so I, I think that that would probably be. Um
0: and he moves the capo on the guitar. I tell you, this is how songwriters <laughs> brains work. People, you start you wake you wake that cobwebs up and it's like, oh, OK, let me try this. Let me think of this.
1: Yeah, um, I don't even know why I moved the the cape. (laughs) There's a, a, you know. Um...
0: I'm not great on the spot, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's fine. Like I said, for 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 me, the what I was thinking of an old habits. I'm saying uh-huh. the more I think about it, it's like okay, the story for the song. I would I would like to do like a little country twist, like old habits die hard. Uh-huh. right. So the sad part of me already goes okay, the, the smoking and the drinking, and he just mm-hmm. he can't the gambling, he can't quit his his old habits. Yeah, right. And it's ruining his life. Or if you want to be sweet, the old habits, it could be old habits of loving you mm-hmm. die hard, right? And so, like, again, it, my mind if it's, tries to go sad. I got to force it away because it's like now I'm thinking about it sad, like the, his wife died or whatever, and so he he can't stop loving her because mm-hmm. old habits die hard. Mm-hmm. That's that's where my brain automatically takes me right now. I yeah. have to really force it to go, keep it from going sad.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, there's you you could take it into like another direction of like of of a twist on that and you know when you talk about like everyone says old old habits die hard and then like you know the song instead could be you know like embracing that and you know kind of you know singing like live easy old live 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 easy old habits you know like some kind of like mm-hmm. like really like instead of saying like instead of the the negative aspect die hard like you know like just flip that around and and uh that could be a, an interesting concept too like to you know um to kind of em- embrace those old habits that that are maybe maybe they're not all bad you right know. and then you can make
0: it funny and i just think about this when you start saying old habits funny he could be singing to his wife you're just my old habit right? you know? <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's where my brain goes it's either funny or it's sad <laughs> yeah
1: that. well
0: let's get one more song we're not done okay um like I said, I wanna I wanna get at least three songs in for you. Okay. Uh, we can go live if you want to on Facebook. Normally I do, but uh, we don't have to. So it's only uh, up to you. We can do it. We can record just like this, and uh, I'll add it into like I said, it's gonna be in anyway. But if you want to go live, we can. If you don't, I'm not gonna pressure you to. I'm I'm generally down for whatever. Um. That is way you can give people shouts out and stuff. But I still record the audio. That's the yeah. only time I go live because you asked me about video. My internet here is so bad. I yeah. couldn't go live. I couldn't do video if I wanted to. Yeah. It just wouldn't let me. I'm getting 10 if I'm lucky. Uh-huh. You see, it as I'm up on top of the hill. Yeah, but yeah. We're literally the last house to get internet out of here, so it's awesome. slow.
1: Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of what. Uh... This one gets a little. uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: If if you guys don't didn't listen to the one with uh, Caleb the squeaky chair has <laughs> made its return. When I I'm building a studio now, so when I get it done, I say this because I've been building it for a while. But I mean, it's it's taking so much time and money, i just run out of both. Yeah. Right. So my mother-in-law moved in. We had to help her move in. Mm-hmm. So I had to stop this. So now I'm starting to get back to moving a little bit at a time. Yeah. Uh, but everything I'm doing, I'm doing by hand. I put up the wall, put in insulation. The only thing, uh, that was done, I did like a. um like a, not a GoFundMe, but kind of like a fundraiser on Facebook, mm-hmm. and a lot of people. Which are you guys are listening, thank you for for helping with that. Uh, donated, and that got me the electrical. So oh, wow. there's a local songwriter here named Blake Pettis. Uh-huh. Uh, Blake, I'm gonna give you a shout out. Did the he's a union electrician, so he did the electrical work for the Songbird Studio. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, but everything else I've been doing by hand. I got the panels myself. Uh, everything you see, I'm I'm putting up. I've done it by hand. That's awesome. Looks great. So eventually, I might have like a little. You'll see a uh, here. There'll be a uh, like a little fireplace put in. Yeah. Uh, I might have it carpeted because it's going to be a studio for recordings and yeah. for the and for the band. Uh, I'm going to be able to porch outside, so we can go out and hang out on a porch. That's great. Uh, and it's going to be it's going to be nice when it's done. It's just it's going to take time. Yeah. But it will eventually get there.
1: Does that change it a lot. Not much.
0: Just makes it brighter.
1: <laughs> I <gotta>. Incorporate that. <laughs> right. Uh, this one is uh this is called Man I Am and it was uh written i, I I'd uh I was working at a hotel gig in um uh, in Midtown at the W, which I don't even know if it exists anymore. I think they just I think the W's gone, uh the pandemic uh took it out. Um and isn't that where the sundial is? Is it? I thought so.
0: Atlanta historians will tell me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um and uh my my wife and daughter drove out to meet me. I was right it was right down the street from the botanical gardens there. And I think it was for a um Christmas they were doing like a Christmas, the Christmas light display that they have there. And so we, we were going to meet up there. And so I wrote this in the, and it was, uh, it was, it was a pretty cold day. I remember I wrote it in the, the front seat of my car while I waited for them to get there. And, uh, yeah, it's just about, you know, um, kind of, Owning up to to being shitty sometimes, you know?
0: <laughs> I, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Am I allowed to swear on here, is it?
0: <laughs> if you've heard the podcast, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: I was lost. Found my way. I try to leave again and again and again and again, but I had to stay. If I have hurt you, my love. But I won't waste the good dream I've got on the man that I am Even if I can, I won't waste the good dream I've got on the man that I am Just understand, I won't waste the good dream I've got The man I am pick me up If I get too low or try to carry me along If I go too slow. I will be right there where I stand To the end of the show But I won't waste the good dream I've got on the man that I am Even if I can, I won't waste the good dream I've got on the man that I am Understand, I won't waste a good dream I got on the man that I am. And if I can, I won't waste a good dream I got on the man that I am. I won't waste a good dream I got on the man that I am. Even if I can, I won't waste a good dream I got. The man
0: that i am i wish i could just keep recording and talk i had, I had to stop and start <laughs> i love that song brother that that is so so your vibrato is really good oh thank you it's really good i meant to say the other song because i could hear it like i've thrown a vibrato every now and then but yeah. I, I like a natural vibrato when it comes in because it, it it's a, to me it feels like a feeling It's like oh you're there's, It's a shaky part of a song yeah. That's how I always think of it It's emotion It emotes yeah. the, the song itself And That I, I really liked it Good job Thank you Um, We got some more stuff to go But tell everybody Before we get into it uh, I got some like 20 questions Always asked like, right. Will of death uh, So tell everybody Where they can find you All your social media Stuff like that
1: Yeah I'm uh, If you go to Save Sweetie Save Sweetie Uh S A V E S W E E T I E dot com um, you'll find links to everything. You'll find videos and, and music. But I'm I'm under Sweetie Pie on Spotify and all the streaming services, YouTube. Uh if you go to any of the social media, you can find me at Save Sweetie Pie. And uh so yeah, that's uh that's where you can find by my, my music and
0: now i meant to ask why sweetie pie
1: my that uh my daughter came up with it i was, and she was she was little and, and uh and i just asked her i said i need to come up with a band name what should i what should i call it and she said sweetie pie and i said okay there it is
0: <laughs> see my daughter <laughs> wants to do a band because uh, she loves music, I've got twins that are 14 years old. Yeah. The band name she she what she's gonna call her band is Schizophrenic Sprinkles. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and she wants to do like Radiohead and nice. uh, all that alt rock kind of stuff. Yeah. And then she wants to throw in some country because she listens to everything like yeah. I do. Uh, so it's funny that Sweetie Pie is a cute name. Yeah. <laughs> My daughter's name that she does is not—it's not a kid, but it—it's—it sits. I love band names. That's why I like, said, so when yeah. I name I a I name mine. Yes, ma'am. It stands for middle-aged men. Yeah, because we're all kind of in our forties playing. Sure, and it's sure. Like, it fits, and it's a southern yeah. thing. So I like asking. I meant to ask that earlier, uh, yeah. because that to me is it's a cute name.
1: Yeah, I also. Um, speaking of vibrato, my uh, my wife uh, also records, and I've, I've been. Writing songs for her to record and and uh she's been starting to to write herself as well um so she's uh she's got stuff under Emily Lorenz, and you can find it on my page as well usually but um that first song I did the off thing she she recorded uh a really beautiful version of that one that's that's on the streaming services too that's a very different kind of vibe that okay um is, is worth worth people checking out.
0: I'm shout At, out her up she's more than welcome to come up here too. Cool. We'll do an interview just for her, yeah. You know, that's, I saw that, that you guys were together. Okay, but he's going to bring him and his wife. That's fine. That's yeah. why I had another oh, chair yeah. just in case. Um, but yeah, if she wants to come, I'm more than happy to, to cool. listen to her too. Cool. And I had to play you guys something at the end. I mean, it went off air. There's a song that I wrote that I want for, i wanted as a duet. And yeah. I wrote it originally for, just because I had a challenge. I had a guest come on showing me, Anthony mm-hmm. Mossberg, and he showed me a different tuning of a guitar. It's like, I'm going to write a song. I took the challenge. I'm going to write a song to that, yeah that key and what it was is i turned my guitar way down to c sharp uh-huh. and i wrote a song make it sound dark and deep yeah and i'll play it for you at the end cool uh but that also led me to this challenge you see i kind of segue i know what i'm doing yeah. <laughs> people I, i've done this once or twice we mentioned earlier about a cover challenge i've got your cover challenge song that i'll that you do whenever you feel like it if you don't do it you don't have to okay um stevie wonder i just called to say i love you Oh wow! And do it your <laughs> way. No challenge. No, okay. uh, no time limit on it. And I tell people to give me a challenge. I'll try it. Okay. I, the one band gave me Whitney Houston. Um, well, I don't remember name of song now. Whitney, but it was like it was like a crazy Whitney Houston song. I'm like Whitney Houston. I was like, oh my god. I was like, come on. I give you at least a chance. Somebody gave me ABBA. Winter takes all, and yeah. I did the same thing. Like I tuned it down. I yeah. did it, but it sounded. There's a guy on American Idol that did it mm-hmm. right at the same time frame I was doing it. I was like, yeah. "Well, that ruined my version all, <laughs> <and> all. <laughs> But that's that's mine for you. Is Stevie Wonder? I just called to say I love you. Okay. Because you mentioned Billy Ocean. Yeah. And I think of Billy Ocean and Lionel Richie and Stevie Wonder all kind of in that same eighties sure. R and B pop. Sure. Uh, so I was going to give you Caribbean Queens. Like, nah, let's give him. <laughs> let's go away from Billy Ocean a little bit right. and do some Stevie Wonder. But John, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for I- having me. I've man. had a fun time. Uh, we're not quite done. Okay, so I have what I always call the "Will of Death," and it's basically it's kind of twenty question type things. Um, I won't make you answer twenty questions. I won't, my, I won't. do that to you, but it's fun. And I said I edit this down, so <laughs> I just got to get the little sound in here. First question for you: What song makes you cry?
1: Uh, "Sun Shower" by Chris Cornell
0: really i don't think i've heard that but i've heard his version of nothing compares to you and that's got to be the greatest song i've ever heard yeah. oh my god i listened to him do that i'm like that is i knew he was good because i love Soundgarden and yeah. all that stuff but i never really listened to his voice mm-hmm. until he did that song i was like holy shit he that's amazing
1: he did uh so right right around the time song had broke up um i think it was like around 99 or 2000 He he did a record a solo record his first solo record was called euphoria morning and uh this song is not actually it was recorded in the same era it was but it was, it was uh sunshower was was a song he recorded for the great expectations movie okay. soundtrack um but the the record euphoria morning I, I recommend checking that out it's just like it's a beautiful record it's very like um there's like a very kind of like Beatles inspired kind of musical style on it but it's also you know just really showcases his voice there's another song that also could probably ca- fall into that makes me cry or uh, a song that he did on that one is called uh, When I'm Down which is just like but his voice is just it's it's like nothing else I've ever ever experienced see you
0: know? Conway Twitty that's my job gets me yeah it does because that was my life that was me you know me and my dad you know when little and then Men, we'd fight i want to go to california but you know i i, I, I wanted to get away right yeah, yeah. and then now I write, i've been writing songs since i was 15 years old and then he died in uh 2005 so yeah. he's 54 years old he's on some motorcycle oh, no. and i played a song that i wrote for him it's funny i didn't actually write it for him but i wrote it mm-hmm. and then he died and i actually the guy uh, david i'm gonna give a shout out to david leonard up there at uh reveal audio recorded it for me uh that the night before the funeral, so that I could play it at the funeral. Oh, wow. And, uh, but Conway Twitty, because that's my job. I got to write a song to show you how much I love you. And that, yeah. that gets me. It's like yeah. literally the story and progression of my life. Yeah. And if I'm not ready for it, man, I start bawling. I'm like, oh my God, no, what's wrong no. with me? My kids like, are you crying? Are you? And they're trying to see if I'm crying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> what's the wildest thing you've ever done? is this,
1: this songwriting related or it could
0: be it's whatever you come into your mind i <laughs> i have a feeling it's not songwriter related because you're like is it songwriter related <laughs> um
1: well i uh it was maybe before i i went uh in the in the band that i led in in california it was called Marcus Very Ordinary um we had uh we were about to go on tour we had this uh this this tour manager who who booked this this uh nationwide tour for us and um you know rent was expensive and i was i was working a a decent job at at universal and uh, and we were about to go out on tour and, and i think it was gonna be in like less than six months maybe like like five months and my lease was up on my place i had to like decide to renew it for another year or take a place and also like be gone for a period of time and paying for it so i just uh i didn't renew the lease and i just uh lived on the streets of los angeles for uh for a, a period of a few months before uh, until we went on tour and and uh, wow so that was pretty crazy I just like living um, you know but I had a job I had a gym membership so I could I could shower and and uh, you know and I I, um, I wasn't uh, I, it wasn't the the kind of struggle that people have to, to deal with but it was you know I was living I was sleeping in in parks and and uh, you know that was, was a pretty crazy experience and and uh, sometimes sometimes scary um, but but it was uh, also a, a, a experience that i really enjoyed surprisingly
0: for you know that's that's uh, it makes you who you are i mean that's, yeah. if you can't learn from that what are you gonna learn from yeah that's that's crazy i i stayed in um lax for a night i slept over in the hell in the airport with my son for a night yeah. i didn't go to sleep he did <laughs> what's your dream vacation
1: dream vacation who um probably some place uh maybe new zealand would be would be cool i'd I'd, I'd like to live in new zealand i think okay. but it, maybe it'd be good to, to visit there on vacation first and see
0: <laughs> we uh me and my wife she's originally from germany but uh, we want to go to ireland oh yeah that'd be nice we're, talk- we're talking about there's a couple crews cruise- like i want to go to cruise i want to go on a riverboat cruise mm-hmm I love a riverboat cruise. I always want to go gamble. The movie The Maverick. Like, ooh, yeah. that's what I want to do. I just want to go on a riverboat cruise and gamble. It sounds so much fun. That's But Ireland was kind of our that's area that we wanted to That'd be to go nice.
1: To. I'd like to get to Ireland as Maybe well. Maybe retire
0: there. A <laughs> couple more for you. What's the weirdest dream you've ever had? Oh, boy. Um...
1: I I used to have this recurring dream, um, and and there was it. It wasn't exact. It wasn't like recurring in the way that it was the exact same dream every time. But I had this uh, this character who recurred in my dreams for years, um, and he was like a big like grizzly bear, um, but kind of like like it. Remember that like bear in the big. Blue House or whatever show that oh, like, yeah. the kid show, it wasn't like straight up like a like looked like a puppy like it looked like a real a real bear but it was there was like a, a warmth and friendliness to it and it would talk to me in like this kind of like you know real uh, soothing kind of <laughs> and and give me advice and and I I dreamt about this bear for years like it was just like this uh, um, so it was, it was kind of kind of strange like that that this uh, this like you know spirit guide kind of like that's <laughs> animal hey, that was
0: everybody has a spirit animal right yeah. there's just a big blue bear <laughs>
1: yeah. he was he wasn't blue
0: <laughs> see i, I had a, I have a theory about dreams i've I said this before on the podcast my my mind this is what i think because dreams like you get deja vu everybody mm-hmm. has deja vu i think that when you hit your deja vu like you have it and then the next day it happens you die I just think that's what it is. I think you're you're chasing your future and you're seeing glimpses because there's stuff about our brains we don't know. Subconsciously, yeah. you're maybe you're floating in space. I don't know. Yeah. I, I had a, um, I had an actual rocket scientist on the show one time. And we uh-huh. had a conversation a little bit about that. But I was to me, it's like okay, I have deja vu when I think when I get to the end, the last time, then that's when I'm gonna die. Yeah, because I think you are probably because I've had dreams where I died. So I've I've had mm-hmm. one like one of the weirdest dreams I remember, and I've said this too, but it was, it sticks to me to this day. Is you know, there's dreams you had that are like so real they don't feel like dreams. Mm-hmm. So my dream, I get up to go to the bathroom, right? Mm-hmm. And I get up out of my bed, I walk to the, my bathroom. This was up at Mama's house uh, when she was alive. That's all her house, and I turn on the bathroom light, my dad's in there, and I said, "Hey, Daddy." He turns around and shoots me, and I wake up. I'm like, "Holy crap!" And now I got to go to the bathroom. I don't know if I want to go yeah. So I go in here and I'm looking, I turn the light on and he's not there. But I mean, it felt so real yeah. that it freaked me out. You know, it's
1: real strange for me that, because uh, whenever I, I talk to people and they're telling me about dreams, like they're always talking about like, oh, you know, like you were there or this person in my life is there. I, I've almost never dreamt about anything in, in my reality. Like really? people, people that I know, um, places that I, that i experience like are almost never in my dreams it's always like like sometimes they're like celebrities in my dream like you know like like musicians or movie stars or stuff like that like will be in my dream it's like the closest to like but I, i almost almost never dream about people that are actually in my in my real world which is strange to me
0: <laughs> i had a dream uh mine always when i for whatever reason whenever i die in my dreams i'm getting shot in the head so i told my wife i think when i die i might have something like a brain aneurysm or something's gonna happen yeah. that way because it's, it, it's my body it keeps telling me i remember one i had i was at a hospital with my family and my granny and there was terrorists and everybody had died, kidnapped them so everybody was on their knees mm-hmm. and they were gonna shoot my It's like no 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 she's no lady leave her alone take me and they shot me and i woke up but that's why I said, that's when I started thinking like, I think I'm going to die with some like a brain aneurysm or something brain, like like something happened, you know, that I'm going to, I said, I don't want to get dementia. My grandmother had dementia and that's such a horrible disease to, to watch happen. And I told my wife, she probably wouldn't do it. So I told my son, he may not do it. I said, if I ever get there, put me on a boat and let me go off to sea. That's, that's, I don't want to be, you guys to see me that way because I'm not going to be able to control yeah. That I if I know you because they get sometimes they get really violent and really hateful and it's mm. not their fault. It's yeah. it's the part of the disease. That's sad. All right. I got one more question before you always ask this as the last question. Alright. Um we got touched on a little bit, but what's the best advice you've ever gotten? And I'm gonna edit out the gunfires in the background. <laughs> 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 um
1: best advice that I have ever received would probably be I th- I think just just the general advice of of not taking anything too seriously, you know. I, I think uh, I think that there's nothing nothing that that you're gonna encounter in your life is is as, as serious as anybody wants to make it. And I, I think that's kind of just a general good advice is just to kind of um, take everything as as Just, just with you know, take take anything that you hear with a grain of salt, and just and just and just approach things in a lighthearted way, and and try to remember that nothing's going to be that heavy later on. You, you know, you get through anything. Yeah, I guess. Well,
0: that's good advice? Well, John, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks, Justin. And fun. I said, uh, the way this works is I will have uh, when I release it. It'd be a few months. I'll let you know before I release it. We'll put um, one of your songs in the countdown. Cool. So, the, you know, we have the Georgia Songwriters Weekly Top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing the Georgia versus Pennsylvania. We're kind of full up, but if you ever, I know Nick's in it. He's going to do it. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you guys, take that listen out for that. But if you want to be, if you want to get involved in you know, I do this every year. What I do is I do a George, eight songwriters from Georgia versus eight songwriters from another state. Mm. We did Tennessee, we did North Carolina kentucky last year's alabama and then this year be pennsylvania oh, cool. uh, but every next year maybe texas or i don't know yet yeah i'll figure it out later i gotta worry about pennsylvania but yeah. i'll put your songs on there and we'll put it in the radio station we'll do all all that stuff cool. as well too uh but i want to thank you for coming on the show yeah thank you're all the me. way from Lilburn i know it's a hike
1: no I, I came from sonoya oh uh, so the
0: studio's in lil burn but i'm yeah I, I sonoya, yeah okay That's where they shoot or they shot uh, Walking Dead Dead and um, Vampire Diaries, too. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 We went down there for the tour of that, me and my wife. Yeah. Because she likes the Vampire Diaries and Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, I took my son Gibson. Uh, He loves, right now, he's into Walking Dead stuff. So he's watching Mm it. He's watched it several times. (laughs) But uh, I took him to where they actually shot the -hmm. the, the little town where the governor and all that was. I took him there, too.
1: Yeah. Uh, They just, they just, I don't know if it was. Was it still up when you went there? The
0: town, well, the town is still there, but the walls gone, and they actually took where they, where the, he had the the water tower.
1: Is gone yeah, that's gone yeah. now. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, because that was that's been you know, it was interesting because you could you could see all that stuff for, for all those years that we were there, and and uh, they um they must have it must have just been like some kind of. It probably wasn't built in a way that that they could leave it up without being liable for something because yeah. um but it was because i was surprised when they took it down it seemed like it was a such a big tourist attraction but um yeah it's, it's pretty it's pretty interesting
0: that's that's georgia starting to be the hollywood of the south now. yeah <laughs> i right, buddy this is was john from the band sweetie pie and this is the george Songbirds. see you guys